Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? What about this pick? What do you think? I'm speechless. Well, don't you think it's a little dated? Oh, yes. Very classic. But there's something not right. All I know is I might absolutely offend some people. Pandering in this genre. I think I know what the problem is. There is something not wrong. There is something wrong with his feels. My what? Your feels. Your oohs, your ahs, and your dams. I don't think you see it, but you're a straight white guy. People would expect you to pick something like Rocky Horror or Philadelphia. You have to convince them that your pick is because of feels. What if I talk about my family? And explain the one-liner's relatability. Now is it a worthy pick? Probably not, but let's try it. <sighs> well, I'm afraid this pick needs to be as bold as the genre itself. I want the community to know why I picked Zorro the Gay Blade. What do people need roads for? They never go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the Real Feels Podcast. I'm your host, uh, all dressed in plum, uh, Nathan. This is Jack Wigglesworth? Wiggy. Oh, is that is that Drew you, Paco man? back there? Uh, Drew Paco imitated a mute. No. <laughs> and what do we do on this podcast, Nathan? You know what? This was our LGBTQ pick, uh, and it's Pride Month still, so woohoo! Slipping it in right at the end. Um, and this is 19, 1981's Zorro the Gay Blade. I am sure. Nobody wanted me to pick this for LGBTQ's pick, but guess what? This is my feels, and this is my pick, so roll that bean footage. Go! Fortnightly! 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 He's sexy! Zany! Sensational! You recognize that famous sign, huh? Oh, yes, senor. It is a number two. No! It's the sign of... That is a little more like it. 20th Century Fox and Melvin Simon Productions present George Hamilton. And George Hamilton as... <laughs> one destiny. To help the helpless. Two brothers. To befriend the friendless. One legend. To defeat the feedless. Two color schemes. I found it helps. Keep them guessing. Thrill to the magnificent return of the two and only Sorrow. What are you waiting for? Here he is. Arrest him. Swing with Sorrow. Fall with Sorrow. And catch a few Z's with Zorro. You're the bravest man I've ever met. I'm very impressed with myself, too. Out of the night. Out of the past. 
Cast of the legend comes George Hamilton. George Hamilton, Lauren Hutton, Brenda Vaccaro, Ron Liebman. And a cast of peasants in... Zorro, the Gay Blade. So... Was all right, let's start off. Was this anyone's first time with? I think everyone except Nathan. Okay, <laughs> and be gentle. <laughs> Two bits, four bits, six bits, a peso. All for Zorro. Stand up and say so. <laughs> so, how did you guys take this film? Um, my first watch through, I was like, "God damn it, Nathan! This is the stupidest thing I've ever watched." <laughs> But the second watch through, I genuinely enjoyed myself and like the charm set in of it because like there's no, there's nothing nefarious about this movie. Like this is, you know, despite the, you know, it it, it being called the gay blade, that that almost is like a a secondary or even tertiary aspect of the movie. It's just, it's, it's almost, it reminds me almost like a, a proto spoof. Like an early incarnation of um, some of the some of the more famous spoofs that came down the road later on. The Mel Brooks, uh, the Mel Brooks, yeah. and the uh, you know um, the Python, uh, the Python, and even like um, what what was I going like the Leslie Nielsen uh, uh, Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I I ended up enjoying it. Uh, my only downside was the DVD that Anna uh, borrowed from her mom. Uh, it must have been like the first cut DVD for this movie that had ever come out. It had no closed caption. Mine also did Drew not have closed just caption. talked about. <laughs> Very well then. You may look now. Well, what do you think? I'm speechless. Don't you think it's a trifle plain? No, it's very classic, but there, there is something that is not right. All I know is these werewolves are absolutely excruciating. How do you keep your boys figured then? Hmm? I think I know what the problem is. There is something wrong with his bowels. My what? Your bowels. The way you say your R, your E, and your jewels, I don't think you realize it, but you have a very bad acid. And I do not think that people will believe that he is really sort of. And I feel like I would get so much more out of this movie because, I mean, their accents are supposed to be over the top, but sometimes they're so over the top that I feel like I'm missing little gags and little one-liners. Yeah. Do you think it's helping the people by telling them that they have an accent? <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and the delivery is so fast and so smooth sometimes. That right. Like, the, like the the sheep in the fields, the uh, ba ba ba. What ships in the field? <laughs> <laughs> the ship, the chips in the field. And the first time he said that, I said to Anna, like, did he say this? And she's like, no, like the sheep's in the field, ba ba ba. I was like, oh. So Drew, your first time as well. What what did you think? Yes, I thought it. I thought it was again, kind of like how Jack had already said. Like there is some charm to it. I enjoyed it. It's. Kind of like how Jack said, like, without the closed captions, I think I really had to, as I told you, like, I had to rewind sometimes and I had to, like, re-listen to the lines a little bit or somehow catch the tail end of a conversation to go like, oh, okay, that's, 
I know what the topic was. Okay, we're going to move on now. But it was, I mean, it was funny. It was clever. I don't think it was overly done to the point where, you know, the cleverness was, I don't know. And again, 1981, as Jack had said, it's not, it's not like, you know, dovetailing off of, it wouldn't even dovetail because it would have to come after. <laughs> it's not necessarily setting any like stonework that was right for things of like Blazing Saddles or like Spy Hard or Hot Shots or anything like that. But it it has good work in it. I think George Hamilton does a great job. I think, oh, who's the guy who plays Esteban? Ron Liebman? Yes, who plays Esteban. I love Ron I think Liebman. he's hilarious. I and think, I hands down, Esteban makes this movie. He's so, like, he's, the, the, he's the over lie, the top. The lion's share of the belly laughs I get Easily. is from him. Yeah. Like, he's constantly screaming at the top of his lungs. Yeah. And, like, he's just, like, like I said when I hopped into the chat with you guys, like, we're walking and jumping and running in place. We're walking and jumping and running in place. We're walking and jumping and running in place. Like, it just, like, he gets going on these these things. And it's just, uh, you know, as, like, the, the villain, like, he, they even... Uh, call it the reign of terror. It's like the reign of terror is entering its third week. And he's just like, what do you think I should do with some Peasants more and some taxes? But he's just so matter of fact about it. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go, honey, out to the store. Do we need some more milk and taxes and floggings? I, I think him's, him being so over the top works for the character. And it's actually, it, it works to the favor of the film. It works to almost how casual and a bit coy that George Hamilton is as both characters of, you know, Don Diego Ramon. and Ramon. But I mean, you look at other people, which not to discredit their acting in the in the film itself, but sorry, Lauren Hutton does nothing for me in the film. She's Charlotte just kind Taylor of the, like, I don't progressive know. liberal in a new world. No, no, I get that. But but for Don Diego to go like, she's the love of my life. Oh, she was basically throwing herself at me. It, and I think it's very interesting that this movie is supposed to be centered on, you know, his gay brother, the gay blade. And he doesn't even get introduced until like 45 minutes into an hour and 30 minute movie. Like, well, OK, maybe drop a couple of hints before, but there's so much lead up into the delivery of this gay brother. And he's filling in for me. I know you. Know me? Think me. We were once roommates. Roommates. Ramon! Ramon! Ramon, my brother's back! I can't believe it! Ramon! Yes, I rather like that roommate, yes, yes. <laughs> After 20 years, I can't believe it! Ramon! Well, I was Ramon 20 years ago when Father decided it wasn't quite masculine enough, so he shipped me off to sea in that British frigate. They say the Navy makes men. Well, I'm living proof they made me. I almost think they do kind of miss that, the boat on that. They they do so much work to set everything up and deliver all these. When it gets to his brother, it's kind of like, oh, well. And what is his brother's name again? <laughs> Ramon, but no, uh, no, 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 Ramon. The, the name, the the name that he has bestowed <laughs> yeah. upon himself, Bunny Wigglesworth. Bunny Wigglesworth, <laughs> which I'm Wigglesworth. sure that and this is where I kind of went back and forth on. All right, is this pick appropriate? Is this, uh, you know, because it's it's hard being three 
white straight dudes like what do we have to offer to the community besides just our experiences and i grew up with this film and i think this in a weird way did foundational work that just like in the film no one really gives a shit that that Ramon is gay. Like, and that's how I have... I mean, not that anybody truly knows that Ramon is gay playing, the playing you know, Zorro, except for maybe his brother and Paco, but... But they don't treat him differently besides... No! No, 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 no. Know, and I... To very, like, a very conservative family, like, this was one of Anna's dad's favorite movies. My dad's And, too. like, the guy who had Limbaugh Way... Uh, posted a, like a wood woodcut Limbaugh way in his garage and his email address was at ronaldreagan.com which he paid oh, for geez. the privilege to have. Oof. I could see Yowza. this being sort of like the, the inoculation or the spoonful of sugar because this movie is 40 <laughs> years old. Yes. Uh, that, yeah. that back then sort of broadened even to the barest minimum broadened the horizon a little bit because I, and maybe drew can shed some light on it i off the top of my head can't think of much else like there in 1969 there was the gay deceivers which is like i'm <laughs> you dirty bitch i know a bitch <laughs> when i see but i mean that They're is that kiddies. is so over the top and and uh you know off the radar for most people and birdcage is still a good mm, yes. decade uh you know 15 years or so or more away this was really for the mainstream like the only thing that was out there that did it in a way that wasn't condescending or so like drama about like the lifestyle and the struggles of growing up homosexual or or any anyone in the spectrum and i i'm glad that i was exposed to this early because later on i like i was saying it was a weird like piece of pavement in my road to understanding this community a little bit more in paved a, intolerance in, in a way that mm. i just like I've always been very accepting of people, but growing up in a small town, you are not necessarily taught that. My parents were very encouraging to accept everyone, but the surrounding area was not. That included, first and foremost, was race. The that's where that's where I thought the big divide was. Gay people, I always thought was like, oh yeah, like they're they're on our side, obviously. Like you know, they're the the problem is you know people have a issue with people's race right i guess you know i was very naive and growing up in a town that had two black people you know i i didn't know very much and then when i finally got to experience the world and all the things that were not you know not taught by my parents but taught by society i was like wait none of this makes sense these are all really cool people i like all these people so i guess this is all good and as my world became more progressive. I got introduced to more and more people from the LGBT community and from different races. And I was like, no, oh, this, okay, I'm, I'm good with all this. I don't see the problem that all these other people had. So again, this movie as strange as it is. And like, kind of, I'm sure any person from this community is like, how is this the movie that you were, uh, you know, <laughs> trial by fire on like really this is it but 
it was, and it kind of worked. Mm-hmm. Aha! <laughs> this is Mazzoro! This is Mazzoro! <laughs> <laughs> Aha! I know you! Now I know you! This is Azoro! If I ever saw one! What are you doing? Where is he? I thought that was actually a, I thought that was a very clever scene with at that point. Then everybody rushes in, and you're just like, "This is, this is damn and, clever." And, and just see the open corruption, like when uh, when Zoro, not not Zoro, but his, you know, his real real uh, ego, Ramon, when he shows up for the captain's sort of election, <laughs> and uh, like the the five patriarchs, you know, uh, Luis Obispo from Bakersfield, yes! when they all show, <laughs> when they all show up to to elect him, and he's like, "Oh no, please, no, no," they're like, "Ah, oh, we elect you." And, and he's like, this is coming to as a complete surprise. <laughs> and then like the soldier walks up, he's like, sir, the locals are gathered for your we inauguration. And he sort of like looks at him askance, <laughs> like, shut up. I do love that little part <laughs> where all of the, the dons introduce themselves. And they, oh, that's yeah. something that this movie did at least three or four times where they would have, they did it in the bedroom scene in the beginning where the, the five <laughs> brothers come in through the five doors. <laughs> But, like, all of the different dons approach from, like, the five different points on a star, almost. And yeah, I, I did enjoy that. Uh, the, super clever. That, uh, that as well. And we got a little, we got uh, a little Bakersfield thrown in there. A little shout-out. A little Bakersfield. It must be the second longest carriage ride. The first one was uh, uh, from uh, uh, Spain to... Uh, the, Los Angeles. Was it the Monument Valley from Once Upon a Time <laughs> yeah. in the West? This one is from uh, Barcelona to Los Angeles. Make it quick. California. <laughs> California. And then I looked at the, the Wikipedia page and it was all shot in Mexico. I'm like, that's, they didn't even get that right. <laughs> Los Angeles, California, the birthplace of me. <laughs> I think it's so cleverly done with George Hamilton as Don Diego and Ramon and, you know, Wigglesworth. And it's to the point, kind of like how Nathan had said, it, it, it's, it doesn't matter that like the character is gay. It doesn't matter that it's not even like a focus. You don't really need like a backstory. You can have just a really great character. If it's addressed, then it's addressed. If you actually have films that you like take beforehand that even like came before it, it just adds to the ambiance of the film. Like 1972, you had Cabaret and Cabaret is a beautiful film with a great story with it. You can go even a little bit later with, I mean, obviously the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which isn't necessarily just about being gay. It's about being anything that you want to be. Literally with the tagline of the show, don't dream it, be it. And I mean, a multitude of films that came after where it almost was, it was, it was great to see a, a, a completely different style of character. You had movies like, but I'm a cheerleader, birdcage as Jack had mentioned. Sleepaway uh, camp. Sleep. Well, okay, yeah. No, I think no, sleep no, that, was, that was a joke. That was a Drew's very like, bad oh, joke. Oh, 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 well, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Two fruits, yeah. Well, one vegetable. I mean, that's a, the avocado is not no, really a vegetable. That's a, that's a questionable topic. A chili pepper in the candy dish there. <laughs> Jesus. If you look at things, I mean, like you have movies that have highlighted homosexual characters and they've won Oscars like Moonlight. I mean, you have great, great things. You have action-packed films that randomly, without probably even knowing anything about going into the film, maybe for the first time, where you have a gay character. And does it matter? No. It it maybe makes it a little bit better. Like, I mean, Boondock Saints. 
William Defoe's character is homosexual. Does it change the movie? Fuck no. Like <laughs> I, I remember watching the Birdcage with my my grandparents on my dad's side, and them dying just at all the comedy and Agatha Spartacus is like, you know I don't do well in shoes and like, <laughs> uh, but I mean I think movies like Zora the Gay Blade made that approachable because let's be honest, like nobody's grandparents or parents are going to be watching Rocky Horror Picture Show unless they're real fucking exactly. progressive, <laughs> probably. Probably so. Yeah. And it it just gives you a moment to kind of realize, like, it does not matter, like, the sexuality of a character unless it's obviously crucial to a story, which to this it's not. But except it does kind of highlight the point of anybody can be a goddamn hero. And that's what these people needed. And he just did it with a little extra flair. His bright, that's, all his it, that's all it bunny's was. Bunny's bright gold you'd like uh outfit at the end like it's just like the ps de resistance when he shows up and and i don't get the whip like if like he he says when he uh introduces himself as uh, ramon's womb mate that uh oh, father sent me to serve in the english navy to make a man out of me instead they made this you would think he would be more proficient as a, a fencer, but you know that's really neither here nor there. That's that's more of a technicality than anything else. I, I think this. I think the whip is fine. I mean, Zoro did have a whip. It was like one of the yeah. obviously like two weapons that he had. I don't think it really like plays a huge deal into it. No, I did no, love the doesn't. outfit it at the very end. But uh, no, no. I, I. But you're right about the outfit at the end. It almost reminds me of like the Carol Burnett. Uh, shtick of like Gone with the Wind when she's coming down the stairs. He's like, I love your outfit. Oh, thank you. I the just saw it in the so window good. and I had to have it. Well, it, it reminds me his his gold outfit from uh, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's like Dayman from the play when he gets lowered down from the ceiling and he's in like the gold suit and the top hat. Like, mm. I'm as bright as can be and I am proud we're fucking doing this. That's also a really cool part of this is that because when he's talking to his brother and he's like, you know, I I, I think the cost, like, the get up kind of sucks, though. And I want to do it Black my way. Black is so tacky. Black and so his tacky. brother's just like, dude, make it your own. And for him to be like, I'm going to go all in uh, avocado. like. Oh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I had no idea. I, I thought initially that Ramon was was gay and he was just sort of in the closet about it and i kept on waiting and waiting and i was like oh so what's this John, shit gonna get uh, gay? diego well diego and then and then when bunny wigglesworth shows up i turned to my wife and i'm like is that also fucking george hamilton <laughs> she's like yes i'm like oh jesus christ and then like the very next scene is him played like you know he's got one half painted as Bunny Wigglesworth of his that face was so and the great. other half as as uh, Zorro and he's doing like the the back and forth stuff and I was like this is fucking hilarious. I kept waiting and waiting for Ron uh, Liebman as Esteban to actually be the gay character. Like start like fall in love with Wigglesworth Silencio! because. Well, I love that they put the the joke that like you know that thing we do once every year and right. <laughs> three yeah. more months. And Wait, he, like, drops her to the ground. 
And that's the thing. <laughs> minutes ago. And that's the thing. Like, there were so many little, like, things that you could pick up on and go, like, are these clues? Like, is Esteban so angry at, like, a gay vigilante that it's really, like, him hiding who he actually Does he is? Does he eat a lot of shellfish? He, no, ugh. a lot of garlic. Mm. Oh. How he puts off how he puts off having sex with his wife until one night for a year and then like does it 12 times so that he doesn't have to do it any other time for the year how he constantly is like visiting George or uh, George Hamilton's character Don Diego in the middle of the night or anything like that to go talk to him he constantly like kisses him on the cheek and tells him like you're my best friend and then he's attracted to Ro- to Wigglesworth Ramon <laughs> while he's in drag and I mean it's just that, like that there's was, so many that was things the cherry on top of the absurd cake there's so many things that like if he turned out to be gay like i think it would have been just been like great like he's hiding from himself but he finally comes out and he's like the better for it like maybe he's all like a weight has been lifted no taxes you know if that movie was People- made now drew i could see that happening <laughs> yeah but since it was made 1981 i i don't Probably, think man. they would have i think in 1981 they went about as far as they possibly could maybe maybe without without Bring- uh <laughs> raising too many eyebrows maybe i uh, brenda vaccaro who played florinda i thought she thank was god for small favors and i kept <laughs> thank god for small favors i kept and i told nathan this i said i kept racking my brain and i'm like where do i know that voice where do i know that voice and her face is slightly familiar and then i realized that on golden girls she's sophia petrillo's daughter-in-law for an episode in or uh, for two episodes and then the voice hit me. She's Johnny Bravo's mother in the cartoon. <laughs> and then uh, Paco. Donovan Scott. Donovan Scott. So great. He plays castor oil, olive oil's uh, father in Popeye. Yep. yep. Plus he was in just a lot of things. He was a re- reoccurring mm-hmm. character on Laverne and Shirley. Uh, I, I think a lot of people who grew up in our generation and the ones that preceded it would recognize Donovan Scott. Hello, Laverne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just it's it's a fun little movie. I mean it won it won a Golden Globe and also to its own credit it won a Razzie award. <laughs> I think it won a few Razzie Awards. Actually, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Drew, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm curious yes. if you had drawn this uh, chit from old Bilbo Grab Baggins. Ooh. What would you have picked? My heart would immediately go to Birdcage, not only because I love Nathan yeah, Lane and I really like the movie, but Robin Williams always has my heart, but. I probably would have gone to something that's a bit more, I think of a bit of a staple for like LGBTQ cinema. And it would have been like, but I'm a cheerleader because it actually is like a full story. It's it's a girl finding out that she is gay and she's like questioning it and not really knowing what to do about it and trying to almost like fight stereotypes that are within society. When you saw like, but I like it's like I like girls. But how can I like girls? I'm a cheerleader. And and girls are cheerleaders. And cheerleaders are supposed to date the football teams. And, and so it's it's this whole little journey that like she has to go on. And I think I think it's a bit more of a staple that would be probably more important. And I think that my feels are there for it because it's important. But I just I love Birdcage. It wasn't until after I had watched this a couple of times that I realized that old Nathan had gotten on his gardening gloves and and, and pick the low-hanging fruit again you basically picked gay indiana jones nathan ah! don't deny it <laughs> don't wait for the translation answer the question answer the question i mean uh, yeah. 
but but if I if I had had uh, and Stuck I I it. threw I threw this chip back tw- not once but twice. I picked it the first twice. year we did uh, Grobo Bilbo grab baggins, and I I picked it again this this year and and gave it back and <laughs> it was and, and folks that, that's that's, that's not any. Um, you know, I'm not meant to be provocative or insulting. I just I hadn't had nothing that I could think of, and I I was thinking about it during this wa- these watch throughs. Like, well, if you had to take it, what would you pick? Obviously, Birdcage comes up as Drew said, but uh, one of my my favorite sort of like uh, like a movie like because sometimes even a man needs a good cry, and we all have a movie that sometimes we'll put on like like the execution scene in Braveheart or the uh, interstellar mm-hmm. scene when he gets you know the the 20, 20 some years of uh, voicemail messages uh, oh, that that yeah. get you. But one of my movies that I, I do enjoy is uh, it's it's called The Beginners. And it's with Christopher Plummer, Plummer, and um, uh, Ewan, uh, Ewan McGregor, right? Ewan yeah. McGregor, and it's uh, a movie where uh, Christopher Plummer is is sick. Uh, he's he's dying of cancer, but this is just after his his wife has died, and he decides to come out uh, of the closet at like you know the his late 70s early 80s and so you mcgregor is sort of dealing with his father's declining condition meeting his boyfriend who is like you know 30 years younger than christopher Plummer, and sort of trying to reconcile all this chaos that is going on in his life it's it's a gorgeous and beautiful movie so it that's what i i, I probably would have gone for but when you said zora the gay blade i was like oh god and anna had brought the dvd home from her mom's like back around Christmas or something she's like we're gonna watch this and I was like uh-huh. no yeah, we're not <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll watch it maybe we'll watch it after this movie oh it's 11.30 and you're passed out guess I'll just put on what I want to watch now <laughs> Uh, but I, I am glad that you picked this, Nathan. Uh, I, I do feel better Good. for it. And, and also the next time that uh, the boys are acting up and they're fighting with each other, uh, I can stand on the other side of the room and just go, Silencio! <laughs> More taxes! A bear does oh. not have airs like that. Maybe a pig. But a pig is well, as, this, lo- as far as I'm hideous, hideous dog. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your invitation, Mr. Beaver? <laughs> Senior Beaver. <laughs> Poor, Senior Beaver. Poor Paco. Uh, and I'll have you know for this movie. So Modelo. Modelo oh, especially. Uh, if you guys want, we can just jump straight into Segmantes. Is there anything else? Well, I mean, is there anything else you guys uh, want to well, cover? Well, let's see. Um, I will make a note that the soundtrack did get a Razzie Award. <laughs> it's also very recognizable from very the Very recognizable. It's uh, unfortunately, for the movie itself, as as delightful as it actually is, it had a budget of $12 million, and it it didn't even make $12 million. It made like 11.2, like 11. Yeah. $11.5 So it didn't even make its budget back. But well, those are Tremors <laughs> numbers it, right he there. He was coming off of his success of uh, Love at First Bite, which was the first, like, yes. of, like, the, and he was like, oh, like, we'll double down with this whole parody stuff, but. Right, and, and that's the thing that, that, like, happened with George Hamilton's career. It's it's kind of like a roller coaster. It goes up, it goes down, it goes sideways. He does crap work, and then suddenly the next week he's doing great work, and, and this was kind of it. That was a hard part, doing dramas and yeah. comedies, and they're like, pick a lane, dude. We can't, we can't cast you in this and th- then have you do something 
stupid. You gotta give him some credit, though. Like, 100%. Yeah. You I, I think as far as, like, an opus would go, and, and I'm no expert on George Hamilton's filmography, but I feel like he did a pretty damn good job with this. Oh, uh, yeah. Considering I mean, he, he's playing two roles. Oh, but I mean, uh, think about it. He's technically playing... Three roles. Like, like, four, almost. Like, he's Wigglesworth. He's... Ramon, or sorry, then he, yeah, Wigglesworth, and then he is Zoro the Gay Blade, and then he is, what's the female character that he gets up and drag? Uh, Wiggy. Wiggy, yeah. And then he has to even pretend to be. Your cousin is not Don a Diego. woman. She's a goddess. So like he, <laughs> <laughs> not a woman. Not a woman. <laughs> not a woman. Uh. <laughs> It's a fun, fun film for what it is. And I think taking the time to watch it and do kind of like how Jack is like another rewatch. You catch a little more. It's funnier. His first act of like saving the money from the people who are saying, please help me, help me, help me. And then he realizes that he just took the money from the tax collector who's like doing his job. Well, the whole shtick about him doing the Z side. And they're like, do you, of course, recognize this? And they're like, it's it. Two? <laughs> it is a number two. <laughs> no, it is a, it is a Z. Oh, I'm sorry, senor. But this is how they teach my granddaughter to make it, to draw it in school. Well, I say it is a Z. <laughs> and then when Wigglesworth Zorro, like he's, he's, you know, whip cracking and he just spells out like the whole name. Like he's there cracking that whip way too long for that payoff. But I, uh. I still enjoy it. <laughs> I, I loved the little scene with the, uh, the innkeeper. <laughs> carrying the father's coffin like oh please senora by the window and she finally gets her all like senora please your the dresser father. the dresser she's all out and of she's breath like, <sighs> your father. it's kind of funny because it's like you want to think like how long the father had this outfit and was carrying on the name of zorro for so long and then finally passed it obviously to his sons like how and how did like the son not know who zorro was why Why would he not know who this famous hero was to the people? Because he puts it on, he's all like, this is perfect costume for the yeah. ball. <laughs> With movies like this, it's a little bit of Vaseline on the lenses. Yeah, like, <laughs> try not to look too close. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the, sa- it's the same thing that you got to, like, smile and nod when, you know, Ramon is, is going in and out through his different colored Zorro outfits. It's all like, are we going to question how long it took to dye those and, and sew Two them together? And a flower! <laughs> it's like, no, we're not going to question that. We're just going to smile and nod and acknowledge the craftsmanship. Segments! 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 Did we just find our new segment? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, for the first segment, baseball from Bakersfield. Bakersfield gets their shout out. Uh, nothing like being the butt of uh, California's jokes. It's always a little awkward when someone asks the question at a conference or at a group setting. Uh, please say your name and where you're from. And your answer, uh, well, not not Jack, but uh, you know, for us, Bakersfield. This is not my hometown. <laughs> not where I grew up. <laughs> I want that on the record. Uh, but is our hometown that bad? What do you feel when you're asked where you're from and if you rode in on a horse? Because that, that was often what I got asked. <laughs> and and yeah, are you like Senor Luis Obispo from Bakersfield? Are you happy to share that information? Who wants to go first? Jack. Uh, I'll go first as, a, as I am the outsider. Damn right. 
<laughs> so a strange a so stranger my go-to response like because i before pre-covid i did go to at least i don't know three or four medical conferences each year or even like when we were on our our honeymoon uh you know you meet people and they're like oh where are you from and you'd say california and they'd say oh what part and i <laughs> my favorite response is the central valley neutral and and hope that they and, and hope that they don't pry any further because even saying kern county yeah, would be but, too much. but i've had people that say oh like i'm from uh uh you know visalia or i'm from uh, uh where's chico state uh it starts with an it starts with an r uh what's that what's that town what's that you hop on the 99 and it's like two hours Fresno? away come on Fresno. Oh yeah. I'm They're like, oh yeah. I'm, I'm front Fresno. I had Reseda stuck in my mind, but that's not even that's 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 completely different location. Uh, and they they're like an insider, <laughs> like, oh yeah, Bakersfield, yeah, not so bad. But then when it does come out, they're like, oh, Bakersfield. And honestly, in my opinion, it does get a bad rap. Well, given that Saturday is going to be 111 Ooh. degrees out, uh, there is that going on. But uh, I think we've got some of the uh, the best Mexican food in the here, state. Here. And it's you can really go anywhere from Bakersfield. If you want to go out to Santa Barbara or head out to the beach, two hours. If you want to head down to uh, L.A., 90 minutes. If you want to go through the desert, hit uh, Las Vegas for the weekend, three hours. If you want to go up into the Sequoias, into the mountains, the Sierra Nevadas, 90 minutes. San Francisco, about three and a half hours away. So all of these are easily drivable places. You could you could feasibly go up the uh, three, uh, you know, Route 395 on the uh, eastern side of the Sierras, uh, go through the high desert and then ski up in Mammoth in the same day. It's there's just mm-hmm. you can really mm-hmm. hit a lot of different things. So if you do get sort of homebound or or uh, you the like cabin fever, you know, especially during the winter, like you can you can go up to to Hatchby and uh, you know play in the snow, uh, do whatever you want. So it and I've had family members. My my mom and my grandmother came out here, and I've gone to the store with them. And both of them, unprompted, when we're in the uh, the produce section, go, "Oh my god, avocados! Look at this produce!" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, yeah." It was like the most of it's grown here in the valley or, or surrounding areas. Like we've got some great fucking food through here. <laughs> what are cotton candy? Oh, yeah, <laughs> like I. <laughs> Like I had, uh, I had uh, uh, Salvadorian pupusas for lunch the other day from a, a place down mm. off of Stein called uh, Sucasita. They're fucking delicious. Like I know back in Ohio, like a not gonna find it, but if I do, it's gonna be like some trendy niche place. There's actually a bar in Cincinnati in an area called Over the Rhine. At least there was a few years ago called Bakersfield, and they have like oil themed pictures up and they you know burl haggard music and shit and i'm like this this is this is really oh yeah, yeah, yeah totally. but um yeah <laughs> that's 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 my take on it so am i happy to be here most of the time i won't be for the next three months but other than that it is not too bad as as, as jack had said bakersfield has a very hot summer it's uh it's notorious for it however last last summer like like late may early june it was weird it was yeah. It was shockingly cool. Like we got like random bits of rain. Remember that? That was so. That was so weird. 
But I'm kind of with Jack. Like, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily mind saying where I am from. But then again, when it comes right down to it, if I'm if I'm, you know, if people kind of like dig at it and whatnot, like, I don't care. I'll tell people I'm from Bakersfield. I don't necessarily have a problem saying it. I think that Bakersfield does get a bad rap for it. Like we were made the butt of a joke in, you know, uh, Clueless. The movie. Uh, Johnny and, Carson was constantly <laughs> shouting out. Yep. Yep. Uh, you have Fairly Odd Parents on Nickelodeon. They said, like, oh, this is where, like, all the refuse and whatnot of the galaxy goes to. And it's had a big sign that said Bakersfield. I wonder where black holes take you. Bakersfield. So, I mean, like, making fun of the jokes, that's fine. Wasn't but you know there what, that you- clown TV show? That Bozo? No, 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 no. It, it it came out a few years ago. It had the uh, Zach Galifianakis yeah. played like a rodeo clown. And I think the show was called Bakersfield or something. I don't think it was called like Bakersfield, that. but it's, it's you, I remember oh. seeing some. Problems. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, there it is. But it was set in, in Bakersfield. Oh, yeah. was it? Okay. I don't know. I mean, you have great things that come out of here. Like Merle Haggard, you have Merle Haggard, like all obviously claiming home here. We have the the famous Buck Owens Crystal Palace. Uh, I mean, for the time being that it was before, I think it kind of went a little the bit Bakersfield downhill. Sound. The Bakersfield Sound. You had Kern County. The Kern County Fair like drew lots of attention for a time. And frankly, you know what? Bakersfield is making some waves with getting on the internet with like those tri channels. I always love watching like Irish people try like spicy foods or they try weird Guinness combinations. Just the other week I saw that, hey, Irish people, first try Dwarves Chews. And I was like, you know what? Rock on Bakersfield. Because when I was in eighth grade and we went to New York, we bought a a huge old box of Dwarves Chews and we took them with us to New York. And we were passing them out to like the flight attendants and they're snacking on them. They're like, what is this? Where did this come from? And they're like, Bakersfield, California. Yeah, we make some good we make some good candy. Anna makes fun of me because uh, every time we go to Rosemary's or Dwarves, like I, I always get a chocolate milkshake and she's like this is like a specialty place like you could get so much more than a milkshake <laughs> black and white <laughs> and, and my response is uh, and i think it was gordon ramsay uh had said it before that like if uh somebody approaches him and wants to learn you know m- be mentored by him or thinks they they have hot skills, he's going to ask him to scramble some eggs. Mm-hmm. It's simple. Anybody can scramble some eggs, but it takes a little bit of extra attention right. to detail to do it right. And that's what I always say to Anna, like, listen, if this was such a hot fucking shit ice cream place, like, they better be able to do a goddamn good milkshake. And when I get a milkshake at Duars, the first sip, it's almost like like a strong scotch or a bourbon. Like, I, I get that, like, whoo! Like, it is oh, just it. so fucking rich and delicious. And you know, Jack, I'm I'm the same way. If I ever go to, like, ro- uh, Rosemary's with my family or friends, I'm not ordering something, like, super fancy, like, you know, a black and white or it's like a Jerry's favorite or something. Like, I'm getting a cookies and cream milkshake, and I'm going to get... <laughs> It's a uh, I, I get like a liver. I get the livers worst sandwich because I just because I just enjoy it. And, and that's that's good. for me. I think it's it's Rosemary's that they give you the metal cup that they mixed the milkshake yep. in. Like they give you the glass like Plus, parfait cup and yes. then you get that like and here's the rest of it. It's sort of like getting a, a fucking pitcher of milkshakes. It's like I'll take right. a pitcher of milkshake <laughs> for the table. <laughs> Here it is. So, I mean, again, it comes down to the point, like, if it, if it really came down to it, 
I don't I don't mind Bakersfield. I, I love my hometown. I think people give it shit for unknown reason, for, for frankly, like unwarranted reason. Is there problems with Bakersfield? Sure. I think every hometown is going to have problems. Yeah. But it, it's it's more eclectic than people than give it think. credit for. I mean, we have a, right. a, a large historical Basque population. Great Basque food. Guys, come into town and do you guys get down on the pickled tongue? Absolutely. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, it's, it's, like, it's like the richest fucking roast beef you could possibly imagine. And then the there is uh, a very large Sikh population. Indian Sikh mm-hmm. population in Bakersfield. Yeah. And there are myriad amazing Indian food restaurants that yes, uh, are. and and are you guys down with it? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I'm I am not a uh prejudice against any food. I will try any like Oh no no. If I if I can get me some garlic naan and mm. some sog paneer, I am happy. Yeah. Uh there there's there's myriad places to go and it is all fucking delicious. And then there's like like fusion places where I've I've seen like non burritos. Uh, oh, oh yes, yes. Uh, tikka masala pizzas. Mm. Oh, I'll take two. Okay, of those. okay. There we go. Uh, Nathan. Ah, <sighs> so you know when I back in the day I did Bakersfield. I looked down on it as much as everyone else. I I I just thought it was not good enough now did you did you try to set yourself apart and say like not from bakersfield from walford heights i think i did that maybe walford. once or twice walford walford, walford. Heights sounds fancy but it sounds fancy quickly people are like when I, I would say i'm an hour east of bakersfield and i'll still like that i quickly realized that like we're related Bakersfield and Kern Valley. Kern Valley is kind of like the the druggy sibling that like ba- it's the Oildale of the of the and, counties. Yeah, and like Bakersfield has like these two drug and brother and sister that are just it's just oh come here Oildale let me clean up like let me wipe your ass again oh gosh let me hold you let me hold your <laughs> let me hold your <laughs> hair while you throw up are you oh, like Oh God, Bodfish! What are you doing? Oh God, you just you just pest yourself. Like so, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, real quick, what's the uh, the chick from the Star Wars sequels name? Ray. Uh, the the Ray. All right. So, uh, are you like Ray and Bakersfield is Kylo Ren, and you're just like going about your business, and like Bakersfield shows up shirtless, just like what's going on? <laughs> you want to go get some Mexican? I thought food? you were gonna say like yeah, have a michelada. I thought yeah, you were going to say, like, am I, am I like, oh, I can be whoever I want to be. Uh, I'm Nathan from Bakersfield. Like, no, I'm like, no, 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 no. I really was born here. No, like, I'm no, not no. Ray Skywalker. He's, he's, he's just showing up shirtless right. in your in your hut <laughs> and you're firing a blaster he's at the wall. Sh- like, no! He's just showing up we're and going connected. like, hey, Brian Regan's at the Fox Theater. <laughs> Get away, Bakersfield! <laughs> you want to go downtown for First Friday? <laughs> oh, I, First Friday's good. <laughs> you, you, uh... You up for oh, some billies? Huh? Hey, See, you just talk some, food Well, places. actually, no. Billies, Billies has gone downhill when they changed owners. Yeah, um, I haven't been there in years. They changed owners. The uh, recipes uh, went with the, them. Uh, the Great Castle off a of Union is also uh, very good Chinese food. So yeah, Bakersfield was yeah. always kind of that place that I didn't want to associate with. And then something happened, and I don't know if it was when I when I actually moved here about ten years ago, eleven years ago. And I finally just 
accepted that like I'm from Bakersfield, and so when people ask where are you from, I, I don't hold back and uh, or try and dodge it and say Central California. It, it's more, Central Valley. Central Valley. I feel like it's more <laughs> Central Valley. People when I have to say that I'm from California, that people are like, oh, I'm like ah oh, shit, really? Like I yeah, coastal elite. Ugh. Uh, yeah, yeah, electric from, cars. I'm from Bakersfield. Kevin McCarthy, let's do some drilling. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. This world. <laughs> uh, frack it all. Ooh. So, so yeah, Bakersfield, I'm good with it now. I will be Luis Abispo from Bakersfield. Not a problem with that. Uh, Sigmonte number two. Sigmonte! <laughs> Sigmonte! Sigmonte! <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be a duck, a bear. Don't be silly. Bears don't have ears like that. Uh, I will allow you that you are a, a pig, but that is as far as I will go. That's all. Okay, look, I can see better now from the back. You, you look like a bear. Come on, come on, old bear. Come on, we're gonna be late for the party. Come on. Come on. You're gonna get all kinds of people there. Chickens, too, goats, maybe not a little bear. Pig ears. Ah, uh, sick bear costume, bro. Uh, Paco comes ready to party with a full-fledged bear costume and gets grief for it. What was been? What has been your best costume? Your most iconic? And if you can find a picture of it. And some bonus points. So I'm about to send you guys a picture. So this is my costume that I had. And it, it was for when I worked for the Chamber Haunted House. And I was I simply known as like the, the Haunt Butcher. Waiting for it. Drum roll, please. Oh! So, so this this outfit, as me with as the Haunt Butcher, it was essentially I was like this big overgrown bloody pig with a meat cleaver whose butcher shop featured obviously like dismembered humans. <laughs> and so you look like a I, character from Star Trek. <laughs> oh, oh, the furry, the furry ones with the, the, the pigs with the manes. Yeah, I know yeah, who you yeah. mean. So I was really excited about this because not only like I love working haunts. Frankly, I just I love scaring people. But this pig face. OK, the guy who actually put on and designed the prosthetic. Like, this prosthetic was made for my face. Like, it's not going to fit anybody else. And later I find out that the guy who did this prosthetic actually designed the pig creatures from Grimm. Oh. So, this makeup artist specifically made this face for me and, like, one other person on crew. Maybe two. So there might have been only three of us. And so I have a one-of-a-kind mask made from the guy who did the pig creatures, the the Bauerschwein, uh, from Grimm. And now I have that, and that's mine, and that's my memory. And I absolutely loved that costume. I loved being covered in blood and scaring people. It was a hoot. Hoot nanny. Uh, I, I, I looked <laughs> for the picture of it, and I have a picture from that night, but I don't have... Uh, I had taken off. I... My most iconic character that I I did twice, which was Quail Man from Doug, had a big red Q uh, with the green kind of like vest, 
the underwear on the outside and the belt quail top uh, and the cape, red cape. It was a great costume, a lot of fun to go out and get hammered in. And quite often, the second party, I got quite a bit of female attention that were like, oh my gosh, like, I love Doug. And, ah, very nice. Killer Tofu. Hey, Douglas. Hey, Doug. Alright, I was outside with the dog, so let me uh let me get this in real quick. So I was in college, I think junior year. And I went as the Jolly Green Giant. So, uh, listeners at home, I am I'm I'm six foot five inches. Uh, I'm not the tallest man you'll ever meet, but I'm tall. Like you could go through your day and see me and say, like, <laughs> I think that's the tallest guy I saw that day. And so I had gotten a length of green fabric that I just basically wrapped around my my waist and legs and made it sort of like a green kilt a green t-shirt and then at like a home goods store i found like the decorative plastic vines that you like people would put up on top of their cupboards or something as like an accent and wrap those around me as like almost like wharf's uh, uh baldrick yeah. and then used green body paint for my face my exposed arms and my exposed legs i unfortunately can't give you any photographic evidence this is pre-facebook this is pre-myspace you know this is like the t9 texting time where you whatever picture you take on the phone it's on some phone somewhere that's long lost but that was it was a lot of fun just was just walking into a party and going ho 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 green giant and like having half the party shouting back at you green giant <laughs> uh and and uh i uh, the green giant did uh, look out with a nice flower oh. and i just remember waking up the next day she was covered in green and it looked like uh, I had robbed a bank and a green dye pack had gone <laughs> off like the sheets, the walls, the, the glasses of water on the nightstand, like just everything covered in green. That's beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, well, let's jump to the final segment. And uh, this one, we'll, we'll be bringing it back down from the humor level to my like nobody else. I don't know what I'm going to do without you. This may be one of the biggest parts of why I chose this movie for the LGBTQ pick. Diego loves his brother Ramon and doesn't care about anything of his sexual preference or, you know, anything that makes who he is who he is. He lets his brother be the Zorro that he wants to be with his own style. Learning about people that are LGBTQ uh, is not a given. It's something that comes with experiences and ideally meeting someone who is a real person and allows you to grow beyond what you have previously been taught. For this segment, tell us about the person that opened your mind, uh, if it was closed before, and is a face of who you think about when people are talking about human rights. I don't mind going first on this one. So my really good friend Chris, I met him when I worked at Princess Cruises. Uh, he was actually one of the first people um, that I met when I worked there. I just got there. It was my first day. I was with the temp agency, and... I didn't have a key card, and so I kind of like was just standing there in the front. He was smoking a cigarette, and he said, "Are you trying to go in?" I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, fucking 
dicks. And he just like walked up and like scanned it. And you know, I went in. I was like, oh god, that guy was an asshole. We kind of we went out and partied a bunch with other like people from work. And Chris and I like just kind of at first didn't click. And I think it was because Chris didn't know like what I was about. I was just this like lanky kid that packing pamphlets for princess cruises and like, Oh, this is your drinking uh, wristband. Like congratulations. So Chris was just instantly like, nah, I don't like this guy. And one night we were all hanging out and partying. And it was just kind of like a moment where we like had deep conversation about where each other had like comes from and what we've are just our lives. And it was kind of the birth of a really solid friendship. And he taught me so much about the community, about respect, about how to interact. Uh, there's still so much that I know that I need to learn and do, but he's someone that I've kept in, in contact with and has just always been a really good friend. And so uh, that is someone that uh, has changed my life, uh, as uh, Alphaba would say, uh, for good. Aw, that was for you. That was for you, Drew. <laughs> hmm. Good, good send off. Good send off. Uh, you know, I can't pinpoint anybody who really like opened my mind, like as far back as I can even like remember even being a child. Like I've never I've never felt that, you know, the discrimination and I mean, in some cases, flat out hatred towards, I mean, anyone really, but specifically where I was taught, like in the church, like there were some people who were teaching us like in children's church and in like, you know, middle school and in junior high, like there was yeah. like some just like flat out hatred being taught. And I never, I never, I never sat right. That never sat right with me. I absolutely, I mean, I say like, you shouldn't hate anyone, but like I, I loathed the way that that was being presented. And I did, I never felt it was right. I, I've, I, I don't know. I've never felt more true about anything in my life where you should treat people like people. And that's really all that should matter for it. And it's, it's never kind of like Morgan Freeman when in that, in Batman, when he's looking at the, all the screens and all the cell phones are connected and he just goes, this is wrong. And he's just straight up telling him like, no, this is not, the way it should be yeah so yeah Sorry. no no Go. you're fine i mean <laughs> growing up like i again i can't pinpoint like any one person who kind of like opened my eyes for it i think i've always just been accepting of a lot of people and i think growing up in a community especially with growing up in like the theater in the theater community uh, you have a more accepting world like i have found both and it's like a double-edged sword for it i have found that Theater people and gamers are probably the most accepting, but also kind of the most clicky people uh, that you can find. <laughs> and yep. that and that's just like rung true for me. I think if anything, like I've I have one family member who, as far as I've known all the way back, um, has been out and just himself. And I, I love him dearly. And I think that's also kind of been a case where I think there was still kind of like a disappointment in his dad's eyes, as well as um, my Nana's when they would like speak of like his past and like how I guess he didn't turn out in a way that they wanted. And I never and again, that never also like sat right with me. And I'm like, but he's happy. And that's really all that should matter. Like a father should love his son because he's happy. You should love your nephew because he's happy. And that's all that should that's all that it should be. 
Uh, so when I, I got to Bakersfield and um, I came from sort of Southwest Ohio and Southwest Ohio, even though it's not what you would consider the Bible Belt uh, and it's still a, a pretty progressive city, but growing up in middle school and high school, like if you wanted to really take uh, another guy down a couple of pegs, you would you would call them a faggot or a buttfucker or you would say if if something you don't like uh you would refer to that as being gay unpleasant situation this is gay and i that was sort of the mentality and it's not something you really thought about because everybody else did it you know that's just the way it was uh and i got out here to california and uh, i i really just wanted to get into a dungeons and dragons group like i missed that socializing aspect and the the gaming so back then it was harder to find you know the internet was sort of burgeoning i tried meetup and and that that did eventually work but i actually made up uh flyers with the you know the bottom part of it clipped so you could rip off a, an email address and i left them uh, asked uh, you know like the two or three gaming stores that were in town if i could post this up on like their like community board and uh, one of the first people who responded was a guy named george and we started our first Dungeons and Dragons group in Bakersfield with him and and a few other people, and we got to become really good friends. But I, and in, in retrospect, I was still sort of like, if a roll didn't go out well, you know, I rolled a one on an attack roll or something, like, ah, oh, that's, that's fucking gay. Just not really thinking about it. And uh, it wasn't until George came out to me, and I could see that he was almost physically sick by the anxiety that i was going to reject him and that was a big perspective change Hmm. that you know this was a friend i had been friends with for going on a year at this point he was sort of like one of my only friends in bakersfield and i had been using this language just not even thinking about what he is feeling on the other end of that and just seeing like his him like almost shaking when he came out and just sitting there and realizing like I don't care. Like you're my friend, you're my buddy. Like you like dudes, you like dudes. Like it's it's fine. And and after that I stopped using that kind of language just across the board. And it it took a little bit of practice because it was it was institutionalized shit that uh that i had to overcome and uh he eventually met uh met a guy moved down to la uh was was living with his boyfriend and i would go down every few months and uh and visit them and we would go out they they lived in uh, koreatown they'd take me to these great korean barbecue places and one night and this became a thing we we must have gone there half a dozen times there's a place down in la called the plaza and the plaza is a bar that is uh it's it's casual but like the guy that you pay the admission fee to is wearing like a tuxedo and the bartenders are also wearing tuxedos and they're professional as hell and this is a place where they would have basically cross-dresser and trans uh transsexual shows uh where they would come out do 
like a choreographed dance and, and music number. And then each one would come out and have their own solo time lip syncing and dancing to. And almost like a strip club. And there was no nudity. But almost like a strip club, you would have like, you would cash in, you know, $20 worth of, of ones uh, when you got there. So that when they came out and they're walking through the crowd singing and like, almost like Marilyn Monroe, like, you know, arm around you and you know run your the run the fingers through your ha- your hair you would tip them and i just remember being like god i can't imagine me even a year ago like like just being seen in a place like this and just having the time of my life and it was mostly latin people that are in there and like i was sort of an oddity and celebrity <laughs> like here comes big wero into into the plaza and like leaving with with lipstick kiss marks on your cheeks uh and people like oh what have you been doing tonight i was like hey it's not really what you think but god damn was that a good time like it was it was an aspect of that culture that i hadn't seen that was just so like everybody's having a good time and it wasn't what you would call a gay bar because there would be like bachelorette parties in there. There would be couples where, where they would have an intermission, like a, a half hour intermission between the different show types. And like couples are dancing out on the dance floor. Like it was very eye opening and, and it made me realize that like it made me more secure in my own sexuality and being a man that like you can still have these friends and visit these places and you're not just gay by association. Like it, it doesn't. It's not something that you're going to going to catch. Uh, it's, you know, I guess that's my spiel. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and I, I, I got to watch him and his boyfriend get married hey, a few yeah. years ago. Yeah, and they, they have a little adopted daughter now. Mazel tov! from my family to you, Mazel tov. Okay. Uh, anyways, what do you guys, what do you guys think about this movie? What did you guys rate this film? Well, I think it's a, I think it's a good film. I think it's clever in its own way. I think that it's it's not perfect in any way, shape, or form. I think George Hamilton does a great job. I think that Don Liebman? Liebman was Ron. right? Ron Liebman. Liebman. Liebman, sorry, Liebman. Liebman or Liebman. It, it's L-E-I, yeah, so it's yeah, yeah. probably Liebman. You're so right. So playing the role of Esteban, I think, is an absolute riot. Uh, this movie gets three and a half uh, stars from me for, you know, one slash, two slash, three slash, and then holding up and looking a little bit proud. So that's that's what it gets from me. Three and a half out of five. I would go I would go three out of four ships in the field. The uh you know the uh the ba ba bus. The ba ba bus. Your perfumes yeah. and the, the ships in the field. <laughs> I I can see myself you know, having uh having somebody over one night uh or just Ann and I sitting there. Uh, having had drinks on a Friday going, let's do it. <laughs> Zorro gay blade. I'm in the mood. Uh, this, this whole movie would, would give a, a, a quick peek from underneath the, uh, the eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> and still, <laughs> if, if, if you, if, <laughs> it is a scene. It's a Zorro. I love this film. My dad and I will forever love this film. We'll quote it till the end of time. So for me, uh, which I know is not for everyone, but it's a five out of five. It It's just one of those films that... That's uh, all we, that matters. We will crack up to, and it's just... 
in the weirdest way, like good, clean fun for us. Like the the jokes about the wife and like you know oh, like oh this is Paco my mute like, <laughs> oh my wife like the little digs are just so much fun and we love it. You must be rich. You can afford three names: <laughs> Charlotte Taylor Wilson. <laughs> when he said that, I was all like. Well, I have four names and I'm not rich. What the <laughs> hell's going on here? Uh, Jack, do we have a little uh, slip of the Patreon for this one? Uh, yes, Ooh. we do, gentlemen. We have the Bakersfield experience for uh, just a mere $20,000. We will fly you in first class to Meadowsfield Airport. You'll fly into one of its fabulous four gates. Uh, first, we'll... We'll we'll have we'll have lunch at the subbies there, and then we'll go and and tour around Bakersfield proper. We'll we'll go to the Dale. Mm. We'll 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 have some good uh, some good guacamole, maybe some pupusas and some uh, some birria. We'll we'll have dinner out at one of the uh, the Basque places, Wool or growers. if you prefer, we could we could have some uh, some some good uh, Indian food. We'll cap it off with a night in scenic, beautiful downtown bakersfield uh we'll we'll have drinks at uh the the world famous uh, uh sandrini's what's that no no what's the what's padre? that one hotel uh, oh um the padre the, ba- the, the padre, padre hotel, hotel. Yeah. go over to sandrini's and and then have maybe catch a show at the you will the have comics theater tanks for 20 for 20 20 000 dollars <laughs> This is yours to have. We'll take you to Pioneer Village. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's if it's during the uh, the holiday season, we'll make a trip out to the uh, see the holiday lights. There it is at, at Calm. Calm. Yeah, the California Living Museum. There you go. Gotta love it. Good well, stuff. Well, uh, Drew, yep. how can they reach out mm. to yell at me or to? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, or to just interact with us and um, find out all about the stuff we do. Well, guys, you can always contact us. You can uh, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. Just search for The Real Feels Podcast. You can also uh, contact us via email, realfeelspodcast at gmail.com. Twitter, at realfeelspod. You can also, and of course, if you want to uh, call the Tooch line... You can always dial 661-376-0030. We'd love to have you call up, say hello, leave a nice little voicemail, suggestions for us to, on what you want us to watch. Maybe, maybe book you a reservation for Bakersfield. At the Padre At the Padre Hotel. Hotel. It's haunted. Ghost Adventures has been there. <laughs> we can show you the local haunts like Garces Circle. Reach out to We do love a good tooch. But we can also also love the fact that you can hit us up on the Apple Podcast app and leave us a nice Five review. Five stars. Landing gear. Not one, but two, but three, but four, but five. <laughs> five stars. Guys, leaving us a nice review up on Apple Podcasts is actually going to get the real feels out there even more. More people are going to be able to hear from us. More people are going to be able to get those feels. And more importantly, everyone is going to be able to enjoy themselves and a different movie genre every two weeks. Fortnite and life. Fortnite, Fortnite life. And, and of course, as Jack has given us this lovely Patreon package, we personally would also like to, we would like to uh, thank our Patreons. 
because without them, we would not be able to, you know, continue with the quality that we have for this show. We'll so thank better. you to, to thank you. Well, every- <laughs> we love this place. Thank you this to every single podcast. one of our patrons. We love you. And you are surely, surely the realist. And so, the feelest. Uh, and the feelest. <laughs> oh, hey. Because we're walking and jumping and running to place. We're walking and jumping and running to place. We're walking and jumping and running to place. Swing your hips like <laughs> this. Slap <laughs> your wrists. You what naughty, naughty alcalde. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, oh. coming up, I'm going to bring you guys a lovely, lovely vacation movie. Mm. And it's going to be uh, perfectly in time for that July July summertime fun. But, hey, in the meantime, in between these episodes, you can catch up on our new little segment that has been coming out. What are you watching? watching? So that actually is coming out in between every single episode. And you can catch up on what myself, Nathan and Jack have been watching, what Jack has been playing, what Nathan hasn't been Mm -hmm. reading. We'll be (laughs) hitting. (laughs) That's the tagline right there. (laughs) We'll be hitting it left (laughs) and right. (laughs) 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 Go to the commercial. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So, uh, and then after that, is it mine? Or are we doing another Patreon? We could do another Patreon, or we can go straight to you. Well, uh, if we do, I'm still waffling between either um, serial killers mm. or military comedy. Ooh. Well, so, if uh, if we do choose a Patreon, we do have one at the ready. They have chosen their film. Who is it? It's my mama. Mi madre. Ah, mama. <laughs> Oh, mother. Oh, mother. So, yeah, I mean, we could hit up with the Patreon. We could, you know, do yours, then a Patreon, then back to Nathan. Patreons can just be put in anywhere because they snuggle up right next to you and make you feel all good. I love it. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our episode. We love that you guys stuck around to the very, very end because you definitely did. You didn't uh, <laughs> drop out the moment I said Zoro the Gay Blade. No totally. one left in the middle of this. No, they, no. they always stay until the end. <laughs> we freaking love you guys. And again, as always, you are the realest. And the feelest. A goodbye. See you.